So we saw in the Kazar yesterday the concept of Hashem is expressed in the fact that Hashem was Baikar, He chose us. And therefore, Ab is always, uh, so to speak, developed by the feeling that when a person feels that he's loved, so then it's reciprocal. So we, we always, before we come to Vahatis Hashem Lekechel, before we come to talk about the fact that we have a chiyuv to love Hashem, so we start with the fact that Hashem loves us. And then once we feel our Kodesh Baruch Hu's love to us, then it's time for us to respond, so to speak, to feel the love to Hashem. And therefore it has to start from Him. As we spoke about last night, that even though the, the Tzadikim, and the Zavram Avinu, Kodesh as a whole, for sure they used the opportunities and became Tzadikim, for sure they did what our Kodesh Baruch Hu wanted. But even then, the Shevachart of Avram, Tzavachart of Avram, the Bechira, that the opportunity was there for them, began even before they were born. And that was the expression of Hashem's love. Again, this Ace of Sanesi, Havtis Yaakov is Ace of Sanesi. They were both brothers, they were both the sons of Yitzhak, they were both the grandsons of Avram. But he said he loved Yaakov. Yaakov Bachar Loiko. Yaakov was chosen. And he was given the opportunity to be with the Hemshel Kaisrol. And therefore, that brings a person to that reciprocal feeling. But why do not Israel and he says one more line? That's a different point. Yisrael, Hashem says he takes pride in. Hashem is misfire. Hashem takes pride in Yisrael. In other words, this is the second point. There's the first Bechira, and that is that the person has been given the potential. So he has the option, he's given the chance, he's given the, the koichas, the latent ability. That's one thing. But then there's a the second point, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is misfire with Yisrael, pride with Yisrael, which means that Yisrael will successfully do what they're meant to do. You don't pride somebody because you gave them ability. That you gave them, you pride them on the, you pride yourself in them, in the, because they use their ability well, because they achieve, and therefore the Torah says, oh, that Hashem says, Israel is far, right? That it means that Kadosh Baruch Hu also takes pride in us. In other words, he's happy. We looks at us as we've done, fulfilled what He wants from us, and we achieving what He wants us to achieve. Right, so this is the second point. And this is the Gemara elaborates on this. The Gemara in Yomah says that Peshaw, that a person is Maso Matonai and Achsim Abrius, and is Nasev Nasev Beimona, Ma'abrius Aymimalov, Ashe Plenishinam Matonai, Ruch Avinomi, Kama Noi, Maisov, Kama, it's in Drachov, whatever it is, how good he is, how beautiful his way is, and on that it says, Yisrael Shabbachoy Esquire, which means it's because of what a person did. A person, so to speak, acted in a way which Brought by Shemaim, so Hashem prides himself in Klai Yisrael. Now, on that point, the king interrupts him. He's holding by Sifl Nalef. And the king says to him, Kuzari, Kami Yatsa Maimar, Vemokam Azei Yitzhi Agdoyla. Vemokam Elitz Mechila Rabba Shia Bore Mispoa Vapasa. He says it's a very, like it's something which is, uh, so to speak, uh, maybe, let's say poetic license we call it, that Kiru uh, is going beyond what should be allowed to be said about Hashem that he prides himself in people. In other words, the way the king understood is that it's somewhat demeaning to Hashem to say that he takes pride in a person. If Hashem is much greater than a person and a person by comparison is so uh, insignificant, so why would Hashem pride himself on a person? So that's, uh, that's the Kazari's question. Now, how's the Kachach how's the went on to that? So he gives him a mashal. And uh, to explain the point, because once again, he wants to use uh, something to explain the uniqueness of Klai Yisrael, and this is a recurring theme in the Kuzari. 
Like we've seen a number of times at the beginning, we've seen again, we've seen, even in this shah, we've seen again Abuna. And that is that uh, one of the main themes that the Qazari uh, tries to bring bring out again and again, he tries to he tries to clarify again and again, is this point, the Klai Yisrael is unique. There's something special about us. Right? And, and every time the, the king, Kilo, fails to understand that or goes back to his previous position, like what makes you different or special? And each time the Qazari, the Chacham, explains it in the, again in maybe different words, but it's to bring out this as a Yisrael God. So here also, why would Hashem pride himself in Klai Yisrael? So the Chavah starts with the Marshal. In the base he says, Amr HaChavah, Right? Is it something small for you, the fact the creation of the sun? Right? In other words, if Hashem would, would, would refer to Himself as being great because He created the sun, would you consider that something strange? Is it something like which wouldn't be befit Hashem, so to speak, to pride Himself in creating the sun? And Amar Kuzari came. The sun is a tremendous amount. After the Creator Himself, obviously, the sun is uh, what's causing things to exist. Either because of its light or its warmth, whatever it's going to be. Because of the cycle of the sun, that we have a difference in day and night. Uh, you see by sunrise and sunset, it's day and night. The different times of the year is based on where the seasons are, whether the world is in relation to the sun, so that makes it either hotter in the summer or colder in the winter. Same thing causes things to grow and gives warmth to the world, the essence live. We, we, we would source that all in the sun. And more than that, without the sun, we'd be able to see. We'd be dark. So the fact that people can see and make use of the world around them and appreciate it, it's also because of the sun. And if that's the case, and therefore, of course, if it, because we see the sun is so imperative to everything in life. Because the sun is something which is so um, important to us, let us speak, in the way the world runs, so of course, if the Bayer would say, he would be misfire, he would take pride in the fact that he created the sun, we would understand it. We would understand it. We understand that something which is, uh, which is of such importance, then yes, it's true. Whoever created the sun really is uh, directly responsible for everything that the sun does. Now, the emphasis Hashem does pride himself in creating the sun. So Hashem does But that's not what the Chacham wants to get at. Because he's coming to argue with the philosophical point of the question that the king asked him. And that is, if Hashem is so much greater, why does he pride himself on something which, by comparison to him, is insignificant? How did Kuzari explain Oh, we'll see. He's gonna once he has the mushroom, he's gonna explain the mushroom. But first, that's maybe to make the Kuzari's arguments like better understood. Let's first take a few minutes to explain the king's question a bit better. In other words, to to to, to explain, which we don't hold it obviously, but to explain the question, and then we we'll understand much stronger how the how the Chacham dealt with it. And the king's question is like this: He understood when a person takes pride in something, it's because it was his achievement to make it. If I'm in construction and I build a building, so I take pride. Look what I built. If I'm an artist and I paint a painting, so I take pride because I'm impressed by what I did. If I'm a safer and I write a, and I write a, and I write a safer. If I'm a musician and I make up a new tune. Right? The pride a person takes in something is because of the significance 
he attaches to what he meant. Whereas if for me, this is nothing. For me, this is insignificant. Right? It's not a... Then I wouldn't take pride in it. If I'm a, like I said, a skilled uh, musician, and I managed to play some happy birthday to you for my grandchild, I'm not going to take any pride in that. It's not a big deal for me. You know, that wasn't a, that wasn't a success on my part. That was that was insignificant. Right? If a person is a, a experienced Talmud Chacham, and someone comes to ask him a basic shayla and Shatnish Shulchanarach, and he can answer it, he doesn't take pride in that. You know, that's like basics. He thinks of an asfar, he comes with a new mahalach, he brings a, a, a matter, a complicated question, whatever it is. Oh, uh, that's something he'll take pride in what he did. He sees it being significant. But when the person doing something doesn't see what he's doing as significant, he doesn't take pride in it. Yeah, let's explain this one bit more. It doesn't make a difference so, so much what the person, the recipient feels. But if I say I take pride in something, it means inside the oise, inside the person doing it. So, if let's say I would be teaching a group of beginners and they'd ask me a question in Torah, which I happen to know in the first of the or the first in the Pasuk, and I'd say 100% and this is the answer, and they go all the way, wow, what a, what a genius, he knows so much. They might be very impressed, but I'm not, because I know this is not a big deal. For me, this is insignificant. Right? The same thing for the kid who hears a song playing Happy Birthday. Wow, that's amazing, you can play such a nice tune. For him, it might be considered a big deal. For the musician, it's nothing. So one doesn't take pride in something which he doesn't give Hashivas to. And if that's the case, now this is this is the basis of the king's question. Why would Hashem take pride in Klal Yisrael? Krafi, the godless of Hashem, it's not a big deal. A person's insignificant. So yes, Hashem created people, Hashem created the world, Hashem created everything. But for him, that wasn't a hard thing. It wasn't like Hashem really went to work in effort and look what he came out with. We, we don't ascribe difficulty to Hashem. On the contrary, compared to the infinite guidance of Hashem, so this, you see this as uh, something small. And the Pasuk makes it sound like that also. Right? We look at the whole world and we say it's uh, It's like uh, something with your fingers. It wasn't a big deal. What, so why would Hashem take pride in that? That's where the king's coming from. And as I said, how, far, how can the Pasuk say something like that? That Hashem takes pride in what he does. For him, it's not, it's not to take pride in it. It's not a big deal. So that's the background to the question. And therefore, the Pasuk says, Yisrael Shabbachah Aspire. So then, why? Why? So, now, so what's the Mahayat the Chacham is going to use to answer the question? So he gave the Masha the sign. And he said, if you talk about the sign, would, the, would it be justified for the Bara to take credit for creating the sign? Why? Because again, if you're looking at Mitzidai, you're looking from Hashem's point of view, it's nothing, it's not a big deal. Hashem's aura is much, much more powerful than the aura of the sign. So from the tremendous aura which Hashem has, which He even made in the world, the aura of the first Hebrews, so He minimized that and put a little bit into the sign. Uh, that, that's not a, that's nothing that Hashem is going to keep being impressed by Himself with that. But, that's true. But on the other hand, that's all Hashem Klape Himself, so to speak. If Hashem is trying to show something to people, and Hashem is trying to show people, look how strong Hashem is. Look how, look how much Hashem is, how powerful Hashem is. So Hashem is going to use the sun as a marshal. As a marshal. And this is something which says the Chazal. The Chazal say that the Roman Emperor asked Rabbi Yishra, I want to see Hashem. So the Roman Hashem said, you can't. So the Roman Emperor wasn't like, didn't like hearing you can't. So he said, I'm the Emperor. Yes, I can. Show me Hashem. So it was just like, okay, come, come tomorrow, tomorrow midday, I'll come and I'll show you. 
So the next day he comes to Paris, says, never step outside. Okay, outside in the, in the open, and it was just the sun's right up on top of your head. Look up and stare at it. So the stare at the sun. I can't. So Rishon says, well, you, the sun is just a mashal. It's a minuscule, so to speak, amount of light. You want, and you can't look at the sun. How do you expect to see Hashem? Now, what's the point of that? What's the point of that? Then the code is here is that it's not that Hashem prides himself on growing the sun. It's for us we can see the guidance of Hashem when we look at what he created. So we made it by looking at the sun and seeing look how powerful the sun is. Now imagine the light which is so much, much brighter than the sun at the middle of the day. Right? That gives us an inkling. Not even that, but an inkling of the guidance which there is behind it. In other words, the the pride which Hashem gets isn't mitzidai from his point of view of look what I created. It's not going to happen. Because this Baruch was infinitely greater than anything he created. The pride comes from the way that the world looks at it. Because when the world looks at something and sees this as being so much more powerful, and this as being something which is so great, so now understand. This is just one of the smallest of Hashem's creations. So you matter, from our point of view, we're impressed. And therefore, when it says Hashem Bechoi Aspire, it doesn't mean Hashem is impressed. Hashem takes pride. It means that it, that kids says that from that, we can ki'ilu relates to Hashem as being much greater. And I therefore, glorified. And therefore the Nakoda is it creates Kvod Shemai. It creates Kvod Shemai. Hashem B'chai Espar doesn't mean I'm proud of it. It means through this I'm given pride. This is the source of covenant for Hashem. Right? And therefore the sign is the same thing. Now, so therefore it gives the sign is the Marshal. Now that the Kuzari agreed. That's true. That, that, that the sign... People look up the sun as being something which is imperative, intrinsic to life. So for sure, whoever created the sun, that, that for, from the human perspective, is something unbelievable. In the Rebbe's Marshall, the people... He says, it's, If you're going to talk about the greatness of the sun, and the light it provides, and the fact that it enables people to see, and if that's the case, the light from the light, the light which lights up the heart, it's more refined, it's more spiritual than the light a person can see with. And if that's the case, the entire world was blinded. They're all in the darkness. Before Kla Israel came, the world was a dark place. There were exceptions, Adam, whoever it was, but besides for that, the world was completely enshrouded in darkness. And the darkness we're talking about is the non-understanding of how the world works, the not understanding how the world works, not being able to recognize Hashem. And there's all the examples. Among the people in the world was the Am and Nation, Sha'imrim, Sha'in Bari, there's no creator, there's nothing in the world we see as being created. The world always existed, the world's always been, there, wasn't, there never was a creation. This was uh, one one form of the Avavai desire. You know, that the world is a constant a constant entity. So we never learned to describe it by right because there never was one. That's one form of blindness. V'am Acher, a different nation, that they used to say, Oymrim, Shagagal v'kadmi, v'barako, v'yavdu. They said, yes, there must have been a creator, but the creator was the Galgal. The Galgal means the system of how the stars work, the solar system. So that created the world. V'am Echad, Another, another nation, the fire is really the energy of light. 
And that causes anything major to happen in heaven through fire. And therefore, we should set fire. Somebody that the idea of a fire is also the nefesh of a person. So they set fire. And other nations used to worship the sun and the moon and the stars. And those nations worshipped They worshipped the zodiac. Right? The, the, the positioning of the stars, which makes up various shapes. Of animals, so they worship that animal as being their divine destiny. I mean, we don't think about the Mitzrayim, worship the sheep, not the animal. They worship the muzzle of the, of the tle, which was the muzzle of Nisan. Right. Okay. And then there were nations who believed in worshiping their kings. Out of all the various forms of paganism that we just spoke about, they all agreed. There's nothing in the world which goes out of the realm of what we can see, the world we know about. Right? And therefore, if you're going to have to ascribe kaychus uh, to the world, you're going to have to talk about the world which we are aware of. So either it's going to be an element within the world, such as fire, or such as water, or such as air, or whatever it is, or it's going to be a source of influence in the world, such as the sun, or the stars, or it's going to be... Um, Hypothesizing about the, the the fact that the Galga, which means space, right, was the creator, or that the world always was. In other words, it's not ascribing anything, understanding to something we're not we're not aware of. There's no element of ruchnius of something which is invisible, so to speak, something which is beyond what people can picture or can be aware of in any of their understandings. And so that that does the and those were the various forms of desire. Now, let's explain something. We've explained this before. The Ramban says this, and uh, I'll explain it again. The Oedavarizar weren't so stupid. It's not that they really believed that something physical that was was the creator or could create the world. That, that's not what they thought. What they thought was that, and this is uh, the Ramban says a few times in the time, even if there is a spiritual higher higher than that, we don't have to interact with that. You don't have to. Interact with that. We have to relate to the kaikas that we that what we see are in control. That's a really and we always give the same answer. And that is that if let's say you need something from the government, I don't have to go to the prime minister or the president. I have to go to the person who's in charge of the office, I need to help him. If I need a new visa, I don't have to try make my way to the top of the pyramid to ask for a visa. I have to go to the office which deals with visas and deal with them. Okay. They, would, they felt that they had to deal with what they needed. So therefore, they needed uh, the kayak of rain, the kayak of fire, the kayak of the sun. So they dealt with the kayak of each of these things. Why? Because they ascribed to them independent kayak. And that was the mistake of Vedasar. They saw the sun as being responsible for what the sun does. Fire being responsible for what fire does. And therefore, being as these things have their independent abilities, they'll deal with it directly. Now, like I said, there were those who argued with the whole principle. That was the first group. They say Oilam Kadma, which means it never was a boy. That was that was such a philosophy. But besides that, all the others, the Roman writers, all the others, they didn't, they weren't interesting themselves in how the world came into being. Right now, this is what works. Right now, this is what we need to take care of. And right now, that's that's the that's what we're going to worship. That's what we're going to work with to get what we need to get. Which it means seems that there was, it seems that the people who served the Galga claimed that it was a Kadma. Right, so the first groups of, were, were uh, trying to understand where it began from. 
the later groups, the later Vedasaris, were weren't interested in that. Which is what the Mufashim say. That the Atsa, interesting way of looking at it, Avadazara in essence is very self centered. Avadazara is self centered. The person isn't opening him to trying to think what's the real MS in the creation. Right? It's what serves me. This is what I need. This is the spiritual address for it. That's what I'm interested in. What about more than that? What about how it began? Or what is, is there something on top of it? It didn't interest them. Which is what Chazal say in their Lashen. They stood over their gods. Which means it wasn't that they came to serve. Or they came to, to, to subjugate themselves. Or they came to acknowledge or something greater. They needed something and they worked with what they needed. To manipulate or to to bring to force something to happen with whatever methods they had to do it, and that's why the pasuk says that when the Ovidzara didn't get what he wanted, he gets angry, he doesn't get what he wants, and he he, he he abandons his God. Right now, that would never happen if you understand the concept of a of a God is something which is greater than you and you subservient to. That's the other way around. It was there to serve me. He's not doing his job, so it's a defective God. Let's get rid of it. Like I said, he has a That was to a large extent. It was very self-centered. Mashiach and the concept of I'm trying to understand that the, there's a buyer who has an expectation of us. That the other words, it's not that we we're responsible. We owe something to the buyer. That was a new concept. It was part of the chiddush of Ramavid. Now, what's the the here? I mean, we're we, going to be mad this morning, we're going to see. But just to stop at this stage, this is part of what we want to say. And what, what the, the Chacham wants to say. And that is. No, the, the religions that are today are, are, are basically corruptions of the Torah. These aren't the original pagan religions. I mean, you might find pagan religions in some places, but the main religions in the world today are just corruptions of the principles of the Torah. Now, this is part of the Kiddush. Because somebody who's looking to be served, he wants to deal with the God for rain because he needs rain, and he wants to deal with the God of fire because he needs fire. Right? He's not ascribing any greatness to any of these things. It's functional. That's what I need. Right? The concept of an entity which comes along and says that Hashem is great. Hashem is great, and therefore we subservient to Him. Right? It was, was the Kiddush in the world. Because of His greatness? It was the Kiddush, right. It's not just that it's there to serve us. It's something which is is great and we subservient to it because it's much greater than us. That was the Kiddush. That was part of the Kiddush of Abraham. The part of the Kiddush of Abraham is that we're here to serve Hashem. It's not the other way around. It's not here to be here to make the most of how Hashem can serve us. Like as I said before, Hashem That concept now gives people understanding that Hashem is great. And therefore, Kla Yisrael, through which Hashem becomes glorified. Not because Hashem is taking pride and look what an amazing thing I did. Like we said. It's the other way around. It's the means which comes to bring cover to Hashem. So just like if a person looks at the sign and thinks to the sign, I need sunlight, I need warmth, I need whatever it is, for right? daylight hours. So ideal if, if, if a person was over his own, he thought that worshiping the sun would help him in some way, right? So then he, he looks at the sun as functional. I need, to, I need the sun to give me what I need. Does the person stop and think about, look how great the sun is. How did the sun exist? How great is the creator of the sun? That's looking from the other perspective. But then again, Looking at it from that perspective brings a person to an appreciation of godliness. Now, it's true, I'm saying this is a side point, it's true today we don't have a Vodazara to the same level. 
Hashem took the Yetzirah for Avodah Zarah away. But the principle of Avodah Zarah is still there. Not that people worship these things. Because I don't see a spiritual like, understanding of how worshipping something is going to help something. But the idea of how one relates to these things is still there. And let's explain this very simply. Right? Science. Right? It analyzes and uh, examines every point of nature. For what purpose? To be misspoiled by the goddess of the system, or just how to make use of it. The science analysis is basically how can we take advantage of it? If we understand it, then we can harness it to our benefit. If we can work it out, then we can re- recreate it, or we can change it, or whatever we want to do. So it's, it's, it's the idea of looking at the Bria critically, examining it as best we can for the purpose of for us. How can we make the most of it? And then it doesn't embarrass. That's exactly what science is. Science is the ability to understand the nature to, in order for us to make to, to harness it to our advantage. So what they're doing physically is what they're doing spiritually. It was basically looking at the prayer and now how am I going to use this to my advantage? So then, then it was, there's the malach of the sun. Maybe I can get it to listen to me. There's a malach of rain, I can get to what I want. Now what? There's the physical properties of sunlight. Okay, let's make power of that. There's the factors which cause rain. Fine, let's see if I can do that artificially. Whatever it is, it's, it's basically looking at the Bria as a means to achieve what I want. And therefore what they're missing in that is seeing the goodness of the Bria. Right? They can understand it very well. But no, they don't, don't come back with spell like And I see uh, They're looking at it. They're not looking to see that. They're just looking to see functionality. They're just on a different level. And therefore again, the Chiddush of Abraham is Exactly the other way around. Abraham looks to the sky and he says, There must be a bearing. Look at the goddess. Look at the system. Look at the Chachmeh involved. And I'm not looking to see what I can get out of this. I'm looking to see the goddess of how this was set up. Look at the boy who created it. Abraham wasn't the first person to see a sunrise or a sunset. Right? He was the first person to look to see in that something greater. That there was, must be someone who created something greater that created this. And it's the same today. The more you understand nature and the more you understand the complexity and the the, the 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 so to speak the accuracy and the chachma that there is in everything in the world it can bring a person if you look at the right direction to see the God of Hashem my God the Hashem but you have to see it from that from that perspective now for the person who does and it's a proper and he would now broadcast this world world this worldview to everybody else you try the world look to see how great Hashem is. So on that you'd say, Yisrael Hashem B'chai right? This is what's going to bring people to recognize the greatness of Hashem. So what did the, what did the Chacham do? He took an example, he took the sun. He said, look at the sun for a second. Think of what the sun does. And now that you understand there's a Creator. If people look at the sun in the terms of, look what the Creator did by creating a sun. So you see, if you start thinking of sun in a second, what are all the functions the sun fulfills? So, and you look at it, not just, so how can you make the most of that? We look at it, so look at the greatness of how it was created, then you'll see in the sun a reason to to be Mephar Hashem, to come to an appreciation or understanding of the goddess of Hashem. Yeah. So if Ta Yisrael are the ones who bring the world to that realization, he says that the world is in darkness, and the Ayat above us, the one who brought them to see that goddess, so that doesn't bring that it's not Mephar Hashem, of course it is. And that's what I wanted to say. Remember, Hashem says, Yisrael Hashem is fire. Hashem, so to speak, is glorified to Klai Yisrael. That's exactly this point. That's exactly this point. What the glory that Hashem gets is from the fact that people look to see Him. You can look at the Bria and not see Him. 
and you don't get any, any notice. But when a person looks and sees him, then it brings glory. What's going to do that? So of course, it's the things in the Bria which a person can see and see from that but it needs the Israel to open people's eyes to that, to bring him to notice this. Did you ever think about it before? Did you ever think, pay attention to how much, how much greatness, how much chokhmah, how much planning we went into making the world? No, people don't think like that. And therefore, the, 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 the Klai Yisrael, or more, actually in this context, Avraham Avinu, who brings the world to that, for sure that's Hashem B'chai Espar. That's what brings to Kvot Shemai. The question, what's the central... You go and they put themselves above their gods. The gods are there to serve us. And it's on the Klai Yisrael, and it came on the Klai Yisrael. We see Hashem is greater than us. We're here to serve Him. What question? We're talking of the Goyim. Of a desires which is very practical, which wanted to get something, and they knew how spiritual things worked, so they knew how to manipulate the system, so they just no, they'll do it back over themselves. Now, why the Gemara says, why when it comes to Yisrael, that when Klaus were going to Avadazar, they were much worse than the guy, is because they made a Jewish Avadazar. So it wasn't just the, the same thing, how to get the sun to do and the rain to do and whatever else it was, it was a false way to get through a journey. And that was that was the call of Yeshaka. Ramosha is going to always point out. Right? If a person comes along and says, I got Ramosha Pira, always point out. If a person comes along and he says, No, I'm a Navi, I got Nava. He's not a Navi Shaka, he's an Ayah, he's a Shaka. A Navi Shaka means they got Nava, but it was coming from Shaka. It wasn't coming from Hashem. They managed to access a, plane to, a point of Ruchnius where they could hear things, but it wasn't MS. There's a world of Shekhar. They, they, they connected themselves to that world. So yes, they were given messages, but they were wrong. And that was the, that was meant to be a different kind of Avedazar. That was, like you said, the Jewish Avedazar. An Avedazar of a person who wants to connect to Ruchnius, but it's, it's not a good Ruchnius. It's connecting to Tum, not to Kedusha. We're going to talk about it when we get the Nachos. That was, the, that was after the Ba'a. You see, out of all the Avedazars that actually involved in, the, the God of this one, the God of that, and the God of Tisha, and the God of Ekron, the God of Moab, the God of Megan, and the Ba'a. Uh, that was like Kaisal problem, the Ba. The Ba was this thing also, I probably don't explain it. It was an Avadazara which was, so to speak, a false spirituality. And that's why it was definitely attractive to the Eden, which meant they saw it as a replacement, so to speak. They saw it as a replacement for connection to Hashem. And there was a connection to spirituality. They could become the Veem, but it was Shekhar. Uh, 